Miss Kay nibbled on a narrow slice of watercress sandwich. No wonder the woman was so thin, he considered. She ate like a bird. The macaroons are delicious, he mentioned between bites. Have you tried them? She did, at his urging. He felt better for that for some reason. The dog was snoring. Or was that the aunt? Either way, it was a peaceful, normal scene, one Stoney was reluctant to disturb with mention of business matters. To delay, he asked for a cup of tea, since Tim's had taken himself and the bottle away. Sugar, milk, lemon, Miss Kane was everything polite. She'd do, he decided, watching her graceful moves. He would not be embarrassed to take her out in public, not too public, of course, for she still looked like a pallbearer, a bit of sightseeing, a, a few shops where he was unknown. Miss Kane was finished with her repast. The macaroon lay half-eaten on her plate. As soon as she handed Stoney his cup, she cleared her throat. Ahem. About my request for your escort, she began, straightening the spoons on the serving tray. Stoney let go his plans for tomorrow. Yes? I do not think we will suit. For the second time in as many days, Stoney's trousers were tea-spattered. Not suit? How could a worldly, fashionable gentleman like himself not suit this dowdy, eccentric female? Hell, he was not going to marry her, of which Gwen would be delighted instead of disappointed once she met the woman. Just take her touring! How arrogant! How presumptuous! How could he change her mind? Stoney was thinking of that check in his pocket. The devil alone knew what Miss Kane was thinking as she stuttered and sputtered through an apology for taking his time, for letting Atlas savagely gum his hand, for letting the dog eat his lovely flowers. For heaven's sake, madam, just say what is wrong, and I shall try to fix it. Oh, there is nothing to fix, nothing at all, to be sure. She refolded the extra napkins, her head down so that black abomination on her head hid her features and her expression. Then she cleared her throat, as if to gather her resolve. Uh, you are simply not what I had in mind. Before Stoney could ask for an explanation, she continued, You see, Timmy thought I should do better with a gentleman's escort, but I find you... Yes? Too... Too... Young? He gave his best Wellstone smile, wondering again at the female's age. Her skin appeared good from what he could see of it, clear and unlined. I assure you, my stepmamma thinks I'm nearing my dotage. Too pretty. You think I am too pretty? Well, polished, then, if the other offends. I would feel like a lump of coal next to a faceted diamond. Worse, at your side I would feel that every eye was upon me, which is far from my intention— I much prefer my anonymity. Stoney could understand that a shy girl might shun the notoriety of public scrutiny, but Miss Kane did not appear bashful. Buffle-headed, perhaps, but not bashful. He could even recognize that an heiress might cherish her privacy, away from fortune hunters and hangers-on, but even coming from the country, she had to know that a nabob's daughter was news, no matter how she looked or with whom she danced. I do not see how, he began, but she interrupted him. Furthermore, I have two other gentlemen in mind to assist me during my stay in London. I am glad to hear that, he lied, 
wondering what young buckle, enterprising pauper was trying to take over his escort business. You and your aunt should not be going about unprotected here in town. It is different from what you are accustomed to in the country, where you know everyone. Yes, that is what Timmy said. If you are also unfamiliar with the other gentlemen you are considering, at least I might be of assistance in your choice. Or he might have words with the dastards for hunting on his preserves. Well, I doubt that you would know Mr. Edward Latimer. He is a Bow Street runner. What, you think he can take you to balls? She blinked and said, I have no intention of attending balls. Stoney noticed now that she had fine green eyes. Then the parrot. It had to have been the parrot, for the auntie was asleep and sworn to silence. Squawked, No balls at Bow Street! No balls at all, I say!